Coming up on this episode of The Doctor's Pharmacy. We always say to people, you know, get something from every color of the rainbow every day. You know, you get some plant foods from every color of the rainbow every day. Hey everybody, it's Dr. Mark Hyman. Welcome to this special episode of The Doctor's Pharmacy. That's pharmacy with an F, F-A-R-M-A-C-Y, a place for conversations that matter. And I call this special episode, House Call. In this series, I'm gonna sit down with uh, my colleague and friend, the Ultra Wellness Center physician and medical director, Dr. Elizabeth Boham, who's what every physician should be. She's a registered dietitian, an exercise physiologist, and an MD, which is a unicorn, as I said before. We're gonna talk about how, as functional medicine docs, we tackle specific conditions in our practice every day that's very different from how traditional medicine takes care of it. And today, we're gonna to talk about leaky gut, which mm -hmm. is something that is starting to be in the awareness of traditional medicine, but they still don't have a clue how to diagnose it and how to treat it. So tell us first, what is leaky gut? <laughs> yeah, so so many people are like saying the word leaky gut, leaky gut, but officially, right, the official medical term is increased intestinal permeability. And I love to uh, draw a picture for all my patients when they come in to really show them what we mean by increased intestinal permeability. Yeah, I failed art in the eighth grade, so I just show them uh, Google Images. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. I don't know. I'm still drawing it each time. <laughs> I go to Google Images. <laughs> that's very smart. So we know there's this one cell layer, right? There's that one cell layer the of the endothelium that divides the inside of the intestine Right, so where the food is and all sorts of other things. The I mean, basically, your, your GI tract is a, a tube. It's yeah. literally outside of your body. Right. I mean, it's it's a protected tube that you put food in, and all that stuff yep. goes in, and it comes out the other side, and it's literally like uh, not really part of your body in the sense that it, it's right. The stuff inside isn't yeah. yet in your body, right? Yeah, right. So, so, but there's that cell layer that has to determine what should come into my body, yeah. right, and what shouldn't. What's been properly digested food? You know, has this has this protein been broken down enough yet? Yeah. Um, should this come in? Should they, should I absorb this or should this stay out? So that yeah, barrier—it's like a filter. It's like a coffee filter. You yeah. don't want the grounds getting into your coffee, but you right. want the good stuff getting in. That's sort of how your gut is supposed to work. That's a, that's great. Yeah, right? absolutely. And when it does, it's like you have holes in your coffee filter and stuff leaks through. Right. And why is that a problem? Right, because that, that, that stuff leaking through, that might be a food particle that's not digested enough yet, or it could be a, a bacteria or a bug, a fungus, or some something that yeah. shouldn't be getting into yeah. the body, some of the not so good bacteria. Yeah. And, and when, when those things that, that get into the body when they're not supposed to, then they can trigger all sorts of other symptoms in the body, and that might be symptoms of inflammation. Hmm. So somebody might feel like joint pain or asthma, um, congestion. It may trigger, and there's been a lot of studies to show this, it can trigger autoimmunity. Yeah. Right? Allergies, so that, autoimmunity, yep. asthma, all kinds of fibromyalgia. Yeah. But you know what's interesting is that most diseases that are chronic diseases are inflammatory diseases. Yes. Right? Heart disease, cancer, diabetes, Alzheimer's, Stroke. I mean, these are all inflammatory diseases. Even depression yes. is an inflammatory disease of the brain. ADD is inflammation of the brain. Autism is inflammation of the brain. And so, you know, what's really interesting about this gut issue is that when the barrier breaks down, and you're basically like a, an area the size of a tennis court, if you laid your intestines out flat, and it's like, you know, one cell thick. So you're basically right. one cell away from a sewer, you know, on the other it's side. Such an important cell, right? Yeah, it's like, and and that can get damaged. And when that does, things leak in, like you said, 
and you've got 60% of your immune system right under that layer, mm-hmm. which then reacts to whatever's coming through that's not supposed to come through. Yes. So your body's actually doing its job creating the inflammation. Yep. It's just that your gut's leaky and the stuff getting in you shouldn't be getting in. Right. And then and then you start to not feel so good. Yeah. Right. Like you mentioned, fatigue or brain fog or or joint pain or um uh, swelling in the body. We see a lot of people holding on to water or or swelling or congestion or yeah. asthma. And then that whole cycle of autoimmunity um also yeah, so it's it's really a, uh, you know one of the most prevalent problems. And so why yes. are we having all this leaky gut? Problem? Oh, right. That's a great question, right? And it's pro- uh, so much because of our crummy food supply. <laughs> <laughs> what do we know about that? <laughs> yes. Listening to me, food that's things. all I talk about. So <laughs> our crummy food supply that we've been putting a bunch of you know pesticides and antibiotics into, which is just shifting our microbiota and i mean like just, glyphosate from yes the roundup the weed killer that's on almost all our gmo foods and even wheat products mm-hmm. is one of the biggest damagers of your microbiome forget that it causes cancer whether you can argue that yes. or not but it does disrupt your microbiome right Right. And, you know, we, of course, are trying as physicians not to prescribe as much antibiotics for our patients. But so many of us have taken, unfortunately, too many antibiotics. And then our food supply, right? You know, we're using so much antibiotics in our food supply to grow bigger cows, for example. And that's just shifting our whole, that whole microbiota in our gut. It's true. And I I read a paper recently about um, emulsifiers in food, Mm. which is using all processed food to make it thick or... You know, solidify it, hold it together, yep. and and these emulsifiers like carrageenan and yep. xanthan gum, and uh, they even have this thing called microbial translutaminase, which is basically bacteria-made gluten, <laughs> if you can believe that. And the reason right. it's called gluten yep. is because it's like glue, so it makes things stick right. together, it makes stick the food together. stick together, mm-hmm. right? But it's highly damaging to the gut, and so you've got all these processed food ingredients in food that are linked to autoimmunity. Yep. Right. So it's not even, yep. and then of course the starch and the sugar, the processed oils all damage your gut. And then of yep. course the lack of fiber, the lack of phytochemicals in our diet, the lack of right. good foods, prebiotic foods, probiotic foods. Like I had sauerkraut for lunch yesterday. I mean, mm-hmm. we don't eat that stuff. And it's so important. And we've seen so much damage to our gut because of all of these various factors in our diet. And then of course there's the acid blockers that we take for everything, right. the antibiotics as you mentioned, mm-hmm. hormones can mess up your gut bacteria, yep. you know, steroids can do it. And so you end up with antibiotics obviously end up with this horrible cascade of people with gut issues. It's the number one reason people go We're to the doctor. We're seeing so much of it now. It's it's crazy, isn't it? Mm. I mean, it's so many people are coming in with with digestive issues with um, and and symptoms of inflammation in their body, but yeah. it's 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 really common. Even if people are coming to us for other reasons, yeah, we're seeing okay, it's the gut, and we've got to start with the gut and and pay attention to what's going on there. Well, you know, functional medicine you know, has has been thinking about this for decades, and mm-hmm. uh, you know now there's yes. the microbiome revolution. Everybody's talking about it. There's huge industry development around it. Everybody's talking about probiotics and this and that. And, and we've been focusing for decades on the simple fact that most of our chronic illnesses start in the gut. Yes. And whatever the name of the problem you have, whether it's migraines or whether it's depression yeah. or whether it's diabetes or obesity. Right. I mean, I had a or guy rheumatoid arthritis, rheumatoid arthritis right? or autism or whatever. Yeah. You got to start with the gut. Yes. And, and traditional medicine, like leaky gut is not a thing. Like you go to the doctor 
if you have arthritis, and they're like, how's your gut? Right. You know, go to your cardiologist, how's your gut? You know, like, right. Even though there's so much research showing yeah. the connection. We don't right? get trained. And so right. there's this huge gap right now where the science has advanced so far, but the practice hasn't. Right. And in functional medicine, we've been really great at actually getting the memo that the gut is at the center of our health. Right. So for years, right, we, we've learned about that 5R program with function, functional medicine and, and, and how helpful that can be to heal the digestive system and then, and then heal all these symptoms or diseases that somebody has. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. I was talking to um, the CEO of Cleveland Clinic recently and he was telling me about studies that he'd heard about that had used fecal transplants in autistic kids. Yep. And taking the poop out of a healthy kid and putting him in an autistic kid, and the kid's autism goes away. It's phenomenal. I mean, that's not true for all kids with autism. No, but it's but phenomenal. In, in, yes, it's amazing. Or they're doing transplants from people who are thin to people who are diabetic, and yep. their blood sugar gets better. Right. I mean, I had a guy once who was a really great patient, and he was very poorly controlled diabetic on lots of medications. And we worked on his diet. It helped a lot. Took it down from like 200 to like the one... 20s or so but i would never can get it all the way down it was a really good diet and exercise and he was telling me he had a bunch of digestive issues and so i said you know why don't you take some charcoal and do this and do that and and he called me back he says i don't know what happened but my blood sugars went to 90 right so we absorbed all the toxic crap in his gut yes. that was causing inflammation that was causing his blood sugar imbalance right. and these are the kinds of things that we do every day in functional medicine but that are not part of traditional care and people are missing out on right right when we're saying why is that why is this going on how do we get to that underlying root cause for that individual person hi everyone hope you're enjoying the episode before we continue we have a quick message from dr mark hyman about his new company pharmacy and their first product the 10-day reset Hey, it's Dr. Hyman. Do you have FLC? What's FLC? It's when you feel like crap. It's a problem that so many people suffer from and often have no idea that it's not normal or that you can fix it. I mean, you know the feeling. It's when you're super sluggish, your digestion's off, you can't think clearly, or you have brain fog, or you just feel run down. Can you relate? I know most people can. But the real question is what the heck do we do about it? Well, I hate to break the news, but there's no magic bullet. FLC isn't caused by one single thing, so there's not one single solution. However, there is a systems-based approach, a way to tackle the multiple root factors that contribute to FLC, and I call that system the 10-Day Reset. The 10-Day Reset combines food, key lifestyle habits, and targeted supplements to address FLC straight on. It's a protocol that I've used with thousands of my community members to help them get their health back on track. It's not a magic bullet. It's not a quick fix. It's a system that works. If you want to learn more and get your health back on track, click on the button below or visit getpharmacy.com. That's getpharmacy with an F, F-A-R-M-A-C-Y.com. Now back to this week's episode. So, so you've got some um, amazing cases. Uh, and I think I, I would like to sort of get into it because, it, it, you know, people don't understand how so many of our issues come from the gut and how right. easy it is to diagnose it and treat yep. it. And we use tests that traditional doctors just don't do. Like we yep. have a different set of uh, lenses, a different set of, of filters that we can sort through information and data and ask questions that traditional doctors can't. Like how do you measure a leaky gut? Yeah. How do you look at the microbiome in the gut? How do you look at the digestive function in the gut? How do you yeah. actually start to treat it in a different way? And I think your, your, your first case is just so rich with uh, a story that is so common that uh, I, I just love you to share this because I think I think uh, everybody's going to resonate with this story. Right. And by the way, 
I've never seen this patient as your patient, but I have, I've literally seen the same story a hundred times or maybe 500 times right, right, or a thousand right. times in my it's practice. So common. It's the same freaking story. story, right? So tell us about this so person. So it was a 24-year-old gentleman who came in to see me and um, was really struggling over the last year with his digestive system. He was having a lot of bloating and gas, pain in his stomach every time he ate. Um, he was having diarrhea and sometimes he was getting constipated and um, he, he went to his traditional uh, GI doctor and they told him you have irritable bowel and um, but he he wasn't getting any better right and he was just really he was because he was having so much stomach pain he had lost some weight Mm. so he wasn't you know he um, was on the thin side to begin with Mm. but because he was having stomach pain when he ate he wasn't able to eat as much Mm. and he was even losing more weight he was feeling really weak and tired and sad depressed Right. And so for him, the time, well, for everyone, the timeline is so important, right? That's what we, we are, we, t- we're learn, we learn in functional medicine yeah. is the gathering that information, learning about that individual patient's story, seeing so their we, we timeline. Start, we, start, we start with the history with the mother right. and her pregnancy right. and the birth and yep. whether they breastfed and whether they took antibiotics, whether mm-hmm. they were sick as a kid, what happened when they were introduced to food, when they got gluten, when they got dairy. We ask all these questions. So when someone comes in with irritable bowel, the average GI guy is not asking all these questions. Right. So why do we ask all those questions? So, you know, because because for this gentleman, for example, you know, he really didn't have stomach pain before a year ago, but what we found out is that when he was a kid, he had ear infections. So, and Probably he had asthma. Probably because he was eating dairy. Probably, right? <laughs> so it's such a common connection. Oh my God, I remember once being in the ER, Liz, and I, this, this uh, patient came in and this little boy keeps coming back and like a toddler was coming back and over and over to the ER with ear infections and yep. just so inflamed. And uh, I said, how was he like, in, like, did you breastfeed? Yeah. So when did he start getting the ear infections? Well, we started formula and dairy and milk. And yep. I'm like, oh, okay. And this is yep. even before I knew about functional medicine. I know. And I was like, well, maybe you shouldn't eat dairy. Yeah, yeah. The kid was fine, you know. Right. It's that's such a such a common connection. I mean, even my son with when he started dairy, he got asthma and um, eczema. It was it's it's unfortunately such a common connection. So for this child, he had a lot of ear infections and um and 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 eczema, and so. He was on antibiotics about once or twice a year in his childhood, and he really didn't think that was very much. Yeah, he's like, that's not, you know, that wasn't too much, but you know, it makes a huge impact on the microbiome as we're learning. Mm-hmm. And then he started to have acne as a teenager, mm. maybe because of dairy more, right? Um, or yeah. or some of the imp- the imbalances in, in the, the microbiome, gut, right? right? So when you when you screw up the gut with antibiotics or a C-section or lack of breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you get often more acne. Yes. And we, you know, we treat acne on the, from, the, from the top in as opposed to the inside out, which is actually where and, it works much better. And this, this gentleman was given uh, low-dose antibiotics for two years. Yeah. So then he took even more antibiotics. Yeah. And so this history of antibiotics sort of set him up. And about a year ago, he had some sort of stomach bug. So some probably viral stomach infection. And then since that time, he started to have all of these digestive issues and was losing weight. And so... Which is a common story. People are... So common, you know, have like, like you this, said. This sort of smoldering a bunch of insults over the course of their life. You know, yep. maybe they're a C-section. They had antibiotics as a kid. They took acne antibiotics. They had, yep. you know, they were eating a crappy diet, whatever. And then all of a sudden, something happens and then boom, 
the body right. can't take it anymore yep. and it creates some kind of disease. Yeah. But if you look at the story, you can often map out exactly how this happened. That connection with his acne, with his, with his asthma, with his digestive issues, with those antibiotics, that's that story we, we often see. And we're not right? making this up. There's so nope. much science that shows that your gut microbiome plays a role in acne and eczema and asthma that it plays. I mean, we're, we're actually doing this at Cleveland Clinic now. We're studying asthma and looking at how the microbiome plays a role and how it affects mm -hmm. inflammation and all these various factors that most doctors just don't pay attention to. Right. So with him, as we do with most of our patients, we do food first, right? So we said, okay, we've got to really focus on this person's diet and help him start feeling better right away mm -hmm. so he can start to eat more and regain some of his strength. So we pulled away inflammatory foods. We took them off of gluten and dairy while we were waiting for tests to come back. Um, you know, sometimes we will do some tests that look at, of course, we'll, we'll test for celiac disease um, or- Which is a big cause of leaky gut. Yep, that's for sure. Probably um, the number one. And he didn't have that, but-, but By the we, way, you don't have to have celiac disease to actually have a problem, right? You can yes. have, they call it non-celiac gluten sensitivity. Yep. I would estimate it probably affects 20% of the population. And I think if you look at uh, the antibody levels, you can get a clue, which most doctors don't look at. And yep. you know, I read a study that autistic kids and schizophrenic patients often have, 20% of them have antibodies to gluten. Yes. And it may not be full-blown celiac. Absolutely. And and even, you know, irregardless of, even if, if it, people are negative totally for celiac, um, if they have increased intestinal permeability, they start reacting to a lot of different foods. Yeah. So then you start to see with that, with that leaky gut, as we talked about before, right, the coffee filter and things are coming through, then the body's reacting to lots of foods that it maybe never reacted to before. So they're not true allergies, they're more like sensitivities. Sensitivities, and because of, and the real thing is it's because of this increased intestinal permeability. Yeah. So our job is we have to heal that increased intestinal permeability so that they don't have to be so restrictive with their foods. I mean, we still always want them to be on a healthy diet, but but we wanna we wanna relax those restrictions over time. Mm, we mm. most of the time we can. Yeah. And so so it's part of the, the approach of functional medicine. We we start them on the elimination diet. So yeah. eliminating all the inflammatory foods, gluten, dairy, processed foods, all that stuff. And That's then you remove, right? You That's remove. the remove in right, the five the R. Right. The five R's we remove, right. replace, reinoculate. You know, repair, repair rebalance. rebalance. Yep, uh, and the, and we'll go into each of those because they're really important. But the, the 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 next step is also there's other things we may need to remove. There's tests we need to do. Yes. So what kind of tests would you look at as a functional medicine doctor that you wouldn't see at a traditional doctor's office that give us a roadmap of how to treat these patients? Right. So we did a stool test that looked at his microbiome, and what we noticed is that there was an overgrowth of unhealthy bacteria and unhealthy yeast. So he had this you know, probably because of years of antibiotics, he developed this dysbiosis, this imbalance in the bacteria and mm. yeast. And so there was an overgrowth of the unhealthy things. It's, it's like weeds, having a lot of weeds in your garden, yeah, right? Right. It's not it's it's not always like one of those you think of a stomach infection and you're getting really, really sick, you're throwing up or having diarrhea. This is this it's a it's an imbalance and it's called dysbiosis. But that imbalance causes a lot of symptoms in people. When you have the wrong bacteria and the wrong 
yeast levels, you know, you can get a lot of bloating after you eat. You can get um, a lot of fatigue after you eat. You can get those symptoms of constipation and diarrhea. And, um, and that causes this inflammation in the digestive system. So all of your digestive enzymes don't work well. So you're not breaking down your food well. You're not absorbing your nutrients well. And it becomes this vicious cycle that people are, are dealing with. And we see all the time. Yeah, it's so it's so powerful. So, so you know, you know, when I see this patient, I'm like, okay, you don't have to do all the tests. But sometimes if you get stuck, you look at, you know, various tests that look at uh, antibodies against things that that are in the gut that determine a leaky gut. Right. And we call this Cyrex right. two testing, which yeah. is a test you can get through functional look, medicine. Right. Doctors. Is there? You can test to see if there's leaky gut. I love that test too because yeah. it's a great way for us to follow up and see how much we're seeing seeing improvement. Right. Are we doing enough? Right. Um, are we seeing improvement in, in, in their leaky gut or increased intestinal permeability? And then we look at poop testing. Like, you yes. know, where we do thousands and thousands of these tests. And mm -hmm. it's so helpful. And it doesn't just look at the microbiome. It actually looks at the function of the gut. Yes. Like uh, whether there's malabsorption, yep. whether you had no digestive enzymes, whether there's inflammation, whether yep. there's overactive antibodies in there, whether you have uh, imbalances in what we call the short-chain fats, which are the, the, the food for the colon that are produced by bacteria eating the right kinds of fiber. And if they're low, it means there's an imbalance. Then we look at the microbiome and we yep. look at what grows. We look at parasites. And then we, we target and micro-target the things that are out of balance for that person. And it's different for everybody. Then mm -hmm. we might look at food sensitivity testing. We might look at, at um, and even things like heavy metals or other yep. things which can also cause it. I had a patient with ulcerative colitis once and I did everything right. I did the whole 5R, it wasn't working. But I forgot the first part of the R, which is remove. And I, I thought, well, maybe, you know, heavy metals can cause autoimmunity. Maybe it's a problem. Yeah. And so I tested him and he was like wasted away and he was like, yeah. it was terrible. He actually had high levels of mercury. We treated his mercury and his colitis went away. So which is I, phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's, it's so powerful. And this case is so important because it really describes how a patient, you know, goes to a traditional doctor, is diagnosed with a disease irritable bowel syndrome by the way anytime you hear syndrome it means doctors know what the heck's going on it's just a collection of symptoms that we agree we're going to put in this bucket and if you have those symptoms you have this disease but it's not really a disease right and and so that's what functional medicine is it sort of looks upstream to figure out what the root causes are yeah. and 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 personalize the treatment for everybody and there's common things that we do like the 5r but it's it maybe different r's for each patient right 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 so for him we removed you know, the inflammatory foods, and we removed the bacteria and yeast. I actually treated him with an, uh, an, an antibiotic, a non-absorbed antibiotic, and an antifungal. Um, so I treated him with a prescription medication. <laughs> yeah, weed killer. Um, so that was the remove, yeah. right? And then the replace, because he was underweight and because of that inflammation in his digestive system, I gave him some digestive enzymes for a short period of time just to mm. help him, mm. to help it so the food wasn't as inflammatory for him and to help help him absorb more nutrients. Mm. Um, and then we then we worked on re-inoculating, right? Yep. So after we, we gave him some good probiotics. Put in the healthy bacteria. Put in the healthy bacteria. Some good prebiotics, prebiotics yeah. right? So we know that what there's- What are prebiotics? Prebiotics are the, are the things that help feed 
the good bacteria. So they're the food for yeah. the probiotics. Which is usually what? Like like fibers. Fibers are amazing prebiotics. We know a lot of phytonutrients are prebiotics. So this, I think, is really exciting research when we're looking at our phytonutrients. You know, we know what that- What are phytonutrients? Right, so plant, <laughs> I know, it's amazing, right? So, so our food has, has um, minerals in it, it has vitamins, but it also has these things called phytonutrients, which are these components in our plant foods that um, have this amazing health benefits for us. So mm. that can include things like elagic acid that we see in pomegranate that can feed some of the good bacteria, that acromantia that we yeah. know can lower inflammation. We know that... Um, just, just to back up on that acromantia thing. So when we look at the poop, we can tell if there's like good levels of different bugs. Yep. And one of them we look at is acromantia. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that that is so important for protecting your gut. It, it yes. helps you keep your biofilm or that little coating over the gut so you don't have a leaky gut. Mm -hmm. And it's involved in so many autoimmune diseases and response to cancer therapy and, and metabolic issues and weight. And it's such an overlooked thing. And you can't take a probiotic of it, at least not yet. Right. But you can feed it, the good guys. Right, we can right? feed it. We can feed it with all these amazing phytonutrients like the what's in pomegranate, um, the elagic acid. And also we know that sulforaphane from our cruciferous vegetables feeds the good bacteria. Yeah. You know, um, so broccoli, collards, yeah. kale, but not juicing. <laughs> <laughs> right, Brussels sprouts, all those good ones. Um, we know that green tea, you know, that has good phytonutrients in it that's good for the digestive system. So we always say to people, you know, get something from every color of the rainbow every day. You know, you get some plant foods from every color of the rainbow every day. Get some good red foods like the pomegranate or cranberry. Yeah. Um, get something orange and yellow and green, blue, purple, <laughs> white, tan. You know, those all those good healthy plant foods um, that we, you know, like our vegetables, our fruits, our spices, our teas, our coffees, really actually are impacting our microbiome, yeah. which is, is fascinating. It's so great. And, you know, just a great uh, anecdote from a colleague of mine, Dr. Lee, who was on our podcast mm -hmm. talking about eat to beat disease. His mother had stage four uterine cancer. And being the smart doc he is, he understood from the research that if you have low acromancia, Patients don't respond to the immunotherapy, what they call the checkpoint inhibitors, which is this right. new form of cancer therapy that helps activate your immune system. So yeah. if your gut isn't healthy, you can't actually get the cancer cells to die with the immunotherapy. Right. So it's basically you die unless you have good bacteria in your gut. And so his mother was had stage four uterine cancer and was going to die yeah. and wasn't responding. And he gave her pomegranate, cranberry, green tea, mm -hmm. all these phytochemicals got yes. her acromancia levels up, and she was cured of her stage four cancer within a month. That's a phenomenal story. Yeah. It's an incredible story, and I think wow. that just shows the power- Of these plant uh, foods, Of the right? plant foods and of getting focused on the gut. Yes, yes. I, I, you know, we call it the five R. I call it the weeding, seeding, and feeding program. So uh -huh. like you weed out the bad things, it's, you it's seed simpler. it with the good things, and you feed it with good nutrients yeah. and all that stuff. So yep. it's really, it's, it's, so, it's so powerful. I, I can't tell you, uh, you know, as a functional medicine doctor for the last 30 years, and you've you know been doing this almost as long, the the results you get from focusing on the gut mm -hmm. with so many conditions, whether it's yeah. autoimmune, or whether it's allergic, whether it's digestive, whether it's your skin issues like acne, eczema, whether it's your mood, whether it's yeah. weight metabolism, whether it's migraines, whether it's uh, Alzheimer's, <laughs> I mean, yeah. autism, ADD, it's just amazing 
when you start to focus in on this. So let's break down the, the five R program for everybody. So we got the remove. So yep. what are we looking at? We're removing removing unhealthy foods or or inflammatory foods for that person. So they can be food sensitivities, things yep. like gluten food and dairy, allergies, the big food ones. Sensitivities, yeah. Right. And then we're removing and processed food and junk food. Oh yeah, right? that's for sure. Right. And sugars and you know um, excess sugar, which is feeding the wrong bacteria. Yeah. And then we're removing the unhealthy bugs on or or yeasts or viruses or fungi. Yep. growth, yeast overgrowth, a parasite. Yep. You know, I was uh, on the uh, red table talk, and uh, Jada oh, and yeah. her son both had parasites, and they both had gut issues for a long, long time. Right. And they thought it was just how they were. Yeah. But with you know short little course of treatment, they were both. I've never felt better, right? right and right, all the right. other symptoms. Because now you're actually absorbing the nutrients you're right. eating, which just helps the body heal. Yeah. Right? So so then so you you remove. Then we replace. But you might also remove things like um, heavy metals or right. stress right. or right toxic people in your life or mm-hmm. whatever's giving you a stomach problem. <laughs> right, 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 right. Replace means just to replace some of those digestive enzymes if needed. Um, re-inoculate. As so we... the replace also could be like prebiotics, right? So putting in the fibers to feed the gut and yep. to to actually maybe um, use hydrochloric acid sometimes for people yep. who aren't digesting their food as they get older. Yeah, or, and to help get them off of the acid blockers, which you know we know are creating a, a, a lot of problems because we need that acid in our stomach to digest our food. Okay, let's take a little detour. So you just mentioned mm-hmm. acid blockers. Uh-huh. Okay, these are among the most prevalent drugs prescribed yes. today in America, mm-hmm. other than statins, I think. Um, mm-hmm. When I was in medical school in, in the 80s, we, we just had those drugs come on the market. The drug reps used to come to us and say, these are very powerful drugs. Never use them for more than six weeks because they block stomach acid and they'll mm-hmm. cause significant problems if you do that long term. Right. <laughs> you can cure an ulcer with it. You can fix an acute problem, but never use this. Now people are on this for decades. Yes. And it, and, and the the side effect, which is listed in the you know manuals that we get as doctors, is that it causes irritable bowel syndrome. Right. So you end up fixing the heartburn, but you get irritable bowel and bloating and bacterial overgrowth and all these problems. Right, because you need the acid in your stomach. And when you block that acid, then there can be an overgrowth of bacteria where there's not supposed to be. And that can cause all those slew of problems. You also change the then, pH, you get more yep. yeast issues and all this stuff. And then you don't, you're not absorbing your minerals, so you can get osteoporosis, and you're not absorbing your B12, so you can get fatigue and dementia, right? It, it just goes on and yeah. on and on. You don't absorb zinc and magnesium, minerals, yep. calcium, you cause osteoporosis, pneumonia, it causes, yeah. you know, um, irritable it goes bowel. on and on, right? Yeah. It's, it's so, it, and it's, it takes some work sometimes. When people have been on an acid blocker for a long time, it takes some work for us to help to wean them off, them off yeah. because their body has gotten pretty used to it. They they start to get their bodies, their body wants to make acid, so it's it's working against the medicine. So when yeah. you wean them down, sometimes they get more acid production. It's called so rebound. It's, so you actually, yeah. it's like and it's sort of a trick. Like you get off it, but it makes you worse. So you feel like you have to get back I got, on. I got back on it, but, but it's actually not true and right. you can actually get off it absolutely so we do that all the time we do it all Just, the time so re-inoculate giving all the good prebiotics and probiotics the good bacteria and all the things that feed the good bacteria and then the fourth r is repair how do you know what probiotics to take oh that's a great question <laughs> i want to know what are you prescribing? Oh, my goodness that's such a that that goes on and on we could talk about that for the next yes, hour it's true right there's a um, lot there's more and more probiotics in the market every day and all have different roles and different functions yeah and we're just sort of honestly i think you know we've been doing this forever but it feels to me like we're at the infancy of this 
understanding of how to yep. use these in medicine. Yep. So what? I mean, there's some great brands that I trust and I use all the time. But when when somebody is you know, doesn't maybe know what to do, um, I'll say, you know, get one, get, go to a reputable place, a reputable pharmacy or, or um, a good wellness store pharmacy and, and get a probiotic, you know, try it. If it makes you feel worse, then stop it, you know, um, because there's some, there's some good bacteria that make people feel worse. Well, they have bacterial more, overgrowth. Exactly. If you have bad bugs growing in there and you put the good bugs in there, they have a fight yep. and they cause lots and, of bloating. And so that means we just have to do more work before we can start it. Yeah. So, um, so you got to re-inoculate and then yep. you got the... And then repair. Yeah. And that's the fourth R. So that's things like, that's like giving good protein, good amino acids, um, which are the building blocks of protein. To Sometimes repair. We'll, uh, yeah. To help repair that barrier, that, that, that coffee filter, right? We have to repair it with good protein. And sometimes we'll use amino acids like glutamine that help repair it. Um, we'll, we'll give more zinc, whether it's from food sources or as a supplement. Maybe we'll give some vitamin <clears throat> A, which also helps with healing that barrier. It's, it helps with healing the endothelium in the gut. Um, so those are things we will do to repair. And then, and then rebalance, right? That's the fifth R, which is really focused on managing our stress and how we're reacting to the world. Because we know that when our parasympathetic nervous system is engaged, when that calming nervous system is engaged through meditation and yoga and breath work, that our body has has the ability to heal and it heals better when our body is 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 at, at rest i mean yeah you know you just touched on something very powerful which is that our our gut and our brain are connected there's a mm -hmm. whole hard wiring of nervous system in our and the gut even has this independent nervous system that actually is like a second brain yeah and and so you know, it's, you know, we often say people are irritable bowel or emotional or anxious or have, you know, just maladaptive emotional coping mechanisms. But it turns out that, that the irritable bowel actually can cause an irritable brain and lead to anxiety and all these emotional issues. So right. it's, it's a bi-directional. And I think that's a great lever for helping people reset their gut. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I just want to share a story because I, you know, I, I've been doing this for a long time. And, and of course, my, my, uh, um, I don't know what it is, curse or blessing, depending on how you look at it, is is actually getting really sick and having to figure out what to do to fix myself. Yeah. <laughs> and and I've had a lot of gut issues over the years, uh, mm -hmm. which is why I really focused on this. The first was when I had mercury poisoning. Yeah. And I tried everything. I did every functional medicine trick in the book back then, and it wasn't working. Right. And until I got the mercury out, which disrupts all your enzymes, it disrupts your gut, it causes leaky gut, it causes yeast overgrowth, it screws yeah. up the bacteria in your gut. Until I got rid of the mercury from my system, I couldn't get my gut straight. Yeah, and then it's impacting your immune system too, yeah, right? right? Right, and then uh, and then I, years, many years later, I, I you know kind of got uh, an issue which was triggered by an antibiotic for a root canal that I had to take mm -hmm. called clindamycin, which is known to cause C. diff, which is a terrible bacterial infection that kills like thirty thousand people a year. Yeah, and I got that. Yeah, <laughs> and I was so sick, I and remember. I and you know Liz would come over to my house, and yeah. I was like, it was pretty bad. I'm like, we were all struggling to figure it out, and I yeah, and I had mold in my house and all these other things, but I ended up having colitis, and yeah. I had tremendous leaky gut, and I did my own stool test, and my friend Patrick Hanaway, who he worked for the stool test company for many years, my colleague at Cleveland Clinic, he and I looked at my stool test, and we probably between the two of us seen like. 20,000 stool tests. Mm -hmm. We're like, this is the worst one we've ever seen. And yeah. everything was screwed yeah. up. And 
I had all, no good bacteria. I had lot, low butyrate. I, had, I was not yeah. digesting. I had tons of inflammation. It was terrible. And, um, and I couldn't really fix it using a lot of the traditional things. And then I started to sort of work on a, um, a gut shake, which included a lot of the sort of 5R concepts, right? So yeah. I cleaned up my diet, obviously. I got rid of the bad bugs. But um, I used a combination of these polyphenols yeah. from the plants, a pomegranate, cranberry, green tea. Also added you know, glutamine. I added prebiotics, probiotics. I even added colostrum, yeah. you know, which is to help regulate the immune system. And it was like a miracle. I had went from full-blown colitis to like normal in three weeks. Yeah, and I've been that. great ever since. And, you know, it's just like, wow, this is something that people can actually do. It's not that hard. It's not drugs. And the, the alternatives are like really bad drugs, right? So, um, you know, we, we, we um, I want to go into the next case, which was, was yes. sort of not about people with a gut-centric issue. Because people often think, oh, well, if I have a leaky gut uh, or if I have gut-related problems, I'm going to know it. My stomach's not going to be right. right. I'm going to feel symptoms. But that's true. it's not always the case. So the first right. case was a guy who did have a typical history of, you know, antibiotics and acne and some infection and then, you know, diet and all this stuff. And that was pretty clear. But there are many cases where people come in and they have zero gut symptoms, but their right. gut's a mess and it's causing all these issues. So tell us about your, your next case of, of this patient with an right. autoimmune so disease. Right, so this was a 50-year-old woman who came in and she didn't have any real digestive issues that she was paying attention to or that were bothering her. What was bothering her were her joints. Mm. So she was having a lot of joint pain, especially in her hands. And she was starting to get a lot of swelling and deformity. And she was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. Really common. Yep. And her uh, a rheumatologist wanted to put her on a biologic medication. He wanted to start her on um, Embril. And so by the way, these are drugs that suppress your immune system yep. that um, can cause life-threatening infections that increase risk for cancer that cost mm -hmm. 50000 a year. Mm -hmm. So it's not risk-free and it's super costly yeah. and it can save lives and it can be a great uh, rescue medicine yep. if people need it. But most of the time using functional medicine, not all the time, but most of the time you can figure out the puzzle of why they're sick and fix that and then they get better and they don't need the medication. Right. So she and she wanted to try it a different way. So she came to see us and said, "You know what? Before I go on this medication, can we do it a different way? Can I can I can I can my body heal and can I get to the point where I don't need this medication?" Mm -hmm. And um and so we did a lot of testing on her. <clears throat> and what we found And by the way, she, the testing can sometimes be expensive, but it's a lot cheaper than a lifelong course of these medicines and the mm -hmm. suffering that goes along with it mm -hmm. right so if you have to spend a few thousand dollars up front to figure it out you know you can stop having to pay 50 grand a year for yep. the medication for the rest of your life and you feel so much better yeah and so so we found out that she had increased intestinal permeability we did that test that you were mentioning earlier that cyrex 2 which looks at antibodies against different proteins in the digestive system. And if they're elevated, it gives us an indication that there's that increased intestinal permeability. And and hers was really, really high. Yeah. Um, and she had no symptoms. No. And she had right. no symptoms, right? And one of the markers on there was high that makes me also think, okay, is there really a gluten issue for ah. this person? Because, because um, we know that that can damage, as you were mentioning earlier, that for people with celiac disease, that really can damage the, that endo, uh, that, that those villi in the intestines and is a major cause for leaky gut. Yeah. So, well, just that's an interesting point you brought, bring up gluten. So even if you don't have 
celiac, you can still have issues. And uh, yeah. you know, one of our our uh, functional medicine faculty, Dr. Alessia Fasano, is one of the world's experts on leaky gut and gluten. Yep. And and he discovered this because he found that you know in cholera, when there's a mechanism in the body that actually causes the, the, you to have a leaky gut and sort of get rid of the infection. Um, and it can kill people if it's bad enough, but he realized that the same thing that gets activated in cholera, something called zonulin, yep. is activated by gluten. Yep. So gluten causes this protein to be produced that creates a leaky gut. And you don't actually have to have celiac, and mm-hmm. you could even have what we call non-cell-mediated... Uh, immune response, which is the old ancient immune system that doesn't even use antibodies, so you can't even right. measure it or test it. Right, it's just, so, just so inflammation. Just inflammation. It's sort of like it's like you know the difference between a smart bomb and like you know carpet bombing. You know, like it's just yep. a it's just like a sort of an ancient part of the immune system just reacts and gets pissed off and inflamed, and that can cause a leaky gut. So when people have high zonulin levels or mm-hmm. or, or create antibodies to zonulin, it's meaning there's some issue with the gluten. Yes. Yes. And so, you know, we we said when we saw her intestinal permeability test, we said, okay, we've really got to focus on these five R's with mm, you. Mm. And we went on we went on to find also a bacterial overgrowth. We found a bacterial overgrowth in her digestive system and we found a bacterial overgrowth in her in her mouth. So we we know that there's been really interesting studies showing that when there's certain bacteria in the in the oral cavity that have been associated with autoimmune disease. So gingivitis or inflammation in the gums from a bacterial overgrowth has been associated with auto, autoimmune disease in some people. And I think for her, there was we saw that connection because we saw some elevated levels of um, uh, unwanted bacteria in her mouth, yeah. and we saw some unwanted bacteria in her digestive system. What does she need, like mouthwash? <laughs> <laughs> we, Dental care? Yeah, you know, I mean, you can you can treat you can treat the um, bacterial overgrowth in the mouth. You can treat it with uh, certain types of dental care, scaling and root planning. Um, we also used a a herbal. She wanted to go the whole herbal route, so we we used an herbal um, rinse for her mouth, an herbal toothpaste and an herbal rinse that helps get rid of the overgrowth of unwanted bacteria. We use some good probiotics that you actually chew and huh. that they give back the mouth good probiotics. mouth probiotics. Yeah. Cool. And we used we also used an herbal regimen that uh, for the digestive system to get rid of that bacterial overgrowth. Yeah. Because what, what they're learning, right, is that there's certain bacteria that when they cross into the body when they're not supposed to, they trigger the uh, immune yes. system and they trigger this autoimmune process. Yeah. And they trigger that inflammation and then the body gets confused and it starts fighting off, you know, its joint space when it's not supposed to. Yeah, and there may be genetics like the Gene, I think it's DR4 or something, mm-hmm. which which is associated with increased susceptibility to rheumatoid arthritis in the face yep. of certain gut infections. Yes. And we, we know this from medicine. We were trained in medical school that if you have certain bacteria like Yersinia, you can get arthritis. Yep. Or yep. if you have Entamoeba histolytica, which is a parasite, you can get rheumatoid arthritis. So we yep. learn this as traditional medicine doctors, but we sort of yep. don't pay attention to the fact that it may be more broad than that. Yep. And, and I think, you know, you also mentioned the overgrowth of bacteria. So... I think people might be wondering, well, isn't there a ton of bacteria in your gut anyway? What's the big deal? 
Right. So, so, but there's some bacteria that that are are good. Ba- I mean, we can put them in the category of good, and some that we that we don't think are as good, and that have been associated with inflammation in the body and autoimmunity. So it's really it's all about balance. Yeah. Right? And now sometimes the bacteria balance. can go where they're not supposed to go. Right. Absolutely. So, like the small intestine is where you get most of the leaky gut, and what happens is sometimes mm-hmm. those bacteria that are should should shouldn't be there kind of migrate up into the small intestine, which is like 22 feet, and then yeah. start to grow. And then when you eat them. In, when, sorry, when you eat certain foods, it, ca- it causes that food to ferment because the bacteria is there. That's where you get the food baby and the bloating yep, and the, the bloating distension. The, yep. And that's a big that's a big clue for people. If you have bloating after eating, yes, that is a big clue. You know, it's, it's not normal. You should not know you have a digestive system right. until like two minutes before you have to go to the bathroom. You go to the bathroom in five minutes or less, and you're done. That's yep. it. Like, but people don't realize that you know the constipation, the bloating, the weird bowel movements, the diarrhea, the irritable mm-hmm. bowel. It's so common. Yeah. So for this woman, we did, of course, the 5R program. We removed gluten. We removed those bacteria. We used an herbal protocol. And then we, then we re-inoculated, right? We, we gave a lot of the good bacteria, the pre and probiotics. And we did a lot of nutrients just to help her body heal, right? The, the, the vitamin A, the zinc, the colostrum you mentioned before. And really worked with her to help with managing her stress. And, you know, she was able to avoid the biologic medication. So her joints got better? Her joints got better. Her energy got better. Um, the inflammation in her body got went down. She actually lost a bunch of weight, as uh, you know, you know, as a side effect. She was yeah. happy with that side effect. Yeah, it's a good side effect. Yeah, <laughs> she that she was happy with that. So she really got much better. So it was it was exciting to see. And we see this all across the board when we start focusing on the gut and yep. leaky gut, whether it's you know allergies or asthma or migraines or autoimmune diseases or colitis. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's amazing how powerful it is. And and this is the one thing that functional medicine is focused on uh, that, that traditional mm-hmm. medicine is almost uniquely ignored. And right. I remember when I was at Canyon Ranch uh, probably 25 years ago, and I was talking to a bunch of doctors who were, uh, they were guests there and we were having a dinner. And I started talking about Liebke gut and it was an allergist there. And she's like, that is just such garbage and nonsense. Mm-hmm. It's not true. But now it's really different. And now yeah. there's enormous amounts of research going on about the gut microbiome right. and about leaky gut. And now they're looking at treating in the ICU. And right. it's like, it's like, wow, we've really taken a huge turn in the last 30 years. Right, right, right. So it's really great. But I think, again, if you're suffering from any kind of inflammatory issue, if you're having any kind of cognitive behavioral mood issue, if you're struggling with any kind of sinus or allergy stuff or any gut stuff, you've got to find a doctor who really understands how to work with the gut in yep. a way. And and the truth is, it's not that hard. <laughs> it's like once you figure it out and how to navigate, but but we need to sort of just review what we talked about because it's so, it's so compelling. And I think that, that most people don't really grapple with this idea, but that leaky gut is a thing, that yes. it causes a whole range of conditions we just took, talked about. The traditional medicine ignores it, that there's really great tests for it, Mm-hmm. Right, there's really great tests to look at food sensitivities, at your microbiome and your gut, yep. and all the factors, overgrowth of bacteria, yeast, parasites, that'll tell you exactly what you need to do, and then you use functional medicine to fix the problem using this five R approach, which we kind of went through with these patients. Right, even yep. diabetes is caused by leaky gut. Yes, right, yes, because the the metabolic toxins get in the system, right, and in, anything that drives inflammation causes weight gain. 
right? Those lipopolysaccharides, right? right? right. They've been tied. And, and there's a whole like yeah. a lot of science about this. So it's pretty exciting. And then and then people can start to change what they're eating to include more prebiotic foods, right. to include probiotic foods, to more fiber foods, yeah. more phytochemicals and phytonutrients. They can do things to help their gut repair using enzymes or pro prebiotics and using gut repair nutrients like we talked about, vitamin A, C. So all, the, uh, uh, sorry, vitamin A, D, and, and gluten, I'm sorry, glutamine <laughs> and zinc. And that really is an incredible roadmap for people to heal their gut and to heal all these chronic conditions. And this is what we do at the Ultra Wellness Center day in and day out. We've been doing it for 25 years together, 15 years at the Ultra Wellness Center. And I, I think I just want people to understand that they don't have to just suffer. People just yes. suffer needlessly when there are ways to heal these problems that are quite different from what you get in traditional medicine. And that's what we do at the Ultra Wellness Center in Lenox, Massachusetts. We have you know four incredible doctors, two PAs. Well, I'm one of the doctors, so I can't call myself incredible, but I oh, think yeah, I'm- you're I, incredible. I think I'm okay. I think <laughs> I do all right. And, and, uh, and we have an incredible team of nutritionists, uh, and we see people from all over the world to deal with these chronic issues, and we're, we'd love to welcome you there. You go to drhyman.com forward slash UWC, that's for Ultra Wellness Center, drhyman.com forward slash UWC. So it's been great having you, Liz, uh, on this week's house call of the doctor's pharmacy. Uh, I, I really love the conversation. It's just so deep and beautiful, and I hope people get something out of it. Uh, if you enjoyed this mini-sode of the doctor's pharmacy, share with your friends and family on social media. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Leave a comment. I'd love to hear from you, and we'll see you next time on the doctor's pharmacy. Thank you, Mark. Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Just a reminder that this podcast is for educational purposes only. This podcast is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. This podcast is provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. If you're looking for help in your journey, seek out a qualified medical practitioner. If you're looking for a functional medicine practitioner, you can visit ifm.org and search their Find a Practitioner database. It's important that you have someone in your corner who's trained, who's a licensed healthcare practitioner, and can help you make changes, especially when it comes to your health.